535, hit us out to Laredo About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans What's up and welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection Mila, NFC champ, here in the house with AAA, and actually it was a, a clinching Sunday for both teams. I truly thought you were going to say AFC West champs in the house, but that, that works too. I mean, I was getting there because y'all clinched the NFC least. We clinched the AFC West, and one team is uh, sitting at top of their conference. And one team doesn't have as hard of a conference, so there we go. Yeah, I shots fired at you right there. Uh, your conference is a little top-heavy, but there is no no depth in the NFC. Look at the teams trying to get in, okay? <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I'll take what I can get. I don't care because the road to number one is looking pretty good. Yeah, and uh, you know the Chiefs' roads are not too bad either because we are your six-time, six-time AFC West champions in a row. Oh, it was like, wait, is that overall? No, that can't be overall. No, yeah, it was just like, in a row. Just in a row. yeah, it was like six time. That's that's not possible. But you brought up the pathway, so why don't we talk a little Cowboys game? Give a quick recap because they also had a blowout win, and then once you you know give kind of your your thoughts on how the Cowboys can get to number one and if you think it's going to happen. Absolutely. So this blowout was worse than a, a baby blowout let me tell you they kept saying we want Dallas we want Dallas we want Dallas well you know what ask and you shall receive you got Dallas 56 to 14 garbage time 14 yep we we picked up the trash took it out got it ready set it out on the curb um this little heated bench dispute first of all you're all stupid if you're gonna do this at least do it cool we're in an indoor stadium why would you need to bring your own heated bench dumb it's a terrible little bit they have going. I mean, in fairness to them, though, it did get heated on their bench. So, like, you know. It, yes, but not in that way. A little fight broke out. Stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like, don't get mad at your fellow teammate. Your time to do that would have been at practice. Don't wait till the game. But I'm, you know what, I'm not going to give you any helpful hints. If someone pushes my temple with their finger... I'm coming out swinging. So, like, that dude not only instigated, he deserved to get hit in the face. He did, but this all started because they, they suck. That is, it is what it is. Three in a row, you suck. You're getting your ass kicked, you suck. Do you blame the players or you or do you blame the coaching staff? Because Washington started the game with a three and out on Dallas, so they forced a three and out. And the first play they call for their offense is to try to throw it deep on Diggs, the NFL's interception leader. And you know what happened there? He got number 11 for the season. Um, I won't say I called it because I think I call it pretty much every game. <laughs> I like to put out that good juju, but fine, I called it. You convinced me. It was there. Um, but yeah, so super awesome to see that. Uh, I guess, you know, talking about the game, the defense looks fantastic. Um, I want to say they ended up getting me like 23 fantasy points somewhere around there. Maybe even 30. I don't know. Uh, Dak looking fantastic. Also, yeah, he finally came back into his own looking great. CeeDee Lamb looking great. Zeke looking fantastic. It's like we caught our stride at the right time in the season. So I'm happy to go with this. Um, You know, our so the way people keep asking, oh, you know, how do they clinch that number one spot? So... 
the simplest way here is to win out. You've got the Cards next, and then you've got the Eagles after that. You have to win those games if you want any shot for number one. So between, um, I believe it's the Bucks and another team, but um, we have the tiebreaker there. So if we can win out, and if the Packers can maybe lose one of their next two, we could potentially win. Um, the Packers, though, do kind of have an easy somewhat next two games. Uh, they have the Vikings and the Lions, but you never know. I mean, the Vikings, yeah, they could definitely make that happen. But, hey, the Lions just beat the cards, so who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, good thing for the Cowboys is, you know, most of their losses seem to come against the AFC West, right? The Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos. So if you're going to lose, at least you lost at a conference, which gave you that tiebreaker over everybody else. So all you got to do is tie here. You got a tie record with the Packers. So the Vikings, they're fighting for their playoff lives. So that's not by any means going to be an easy win. You saw the Packers against uh, against the Browns, right? They barely won, and Baker threw a million picks. So, like, they are beatable here. And then the Lions, yeah, I mean, they're they're just fighting to be relevant in the NFL forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you kind of almost have to root for them. Like, you're like, come on, do something, win something. And then they did it against the Cards. So, hopefully it wasn't, that wasn't their last win of the season, but, man... But more than anything else, I mean, you look at the Cowboys' next two games, like these are where you really see if your offense is actually back on track. You've got a very good Arizona team coming in, and then you've got a team that is basically trying to hold on to the wild card in the Eagles. And so that last game of the year, that's not going to be easy by any means. You might have clinched your division, but you've got the Eagles who are playing very good right now and are looking at the playoffs. And if Dak can come out and play very well in these two games – now you're talking about a team that, hey, even if they don't get the one, they're extremely dangerous in the playoffs, and they're probably the team that no one wants to face because the defense is clicking. If Dak and the offense are here for real, you're looking at the most dangerous team in the NFL because I tell you what, there's not another team in the NFL, in the NFC, that has it clicking on both sides right now than the Cowboys. Oh, wow, look at the compliments coming out of here. It's amazing to hear from you. I like it. Now, let's go talk Kansas City, okay? All right, let's hit them. So the Chiefs are standing up top the the AFC, number one seed. And right now, they've got a way to clinch it. So obviously, Chiefs went out. You know, they do what they did to Pittsburgh to everybody else. The Chiefs will end up with the one seed. Now, they can falter here, but Tennessee does have the tiebreaker. So all it will take is one loss by Tennessee and the Chiefs to win out. And then you can clinch the one seed that way and kind of ease your way into the playoffs. Now, I want to talk about this Pittsburgh game because what happened in this game... Oh, man. What didn't happen in this game? Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs are dominant. They look fantastic. But Mahomes looked great for the first time in a really long time. Now, do you know whose game plan they finally listened and why he looked so great? Oh, yours? Yeah. Yeah. So, you had no Travis Kelsey in this game, which means you kind of really had to rely on, like, you know, your short passing game with Darren Williams, which, you know, basically kind of took the place of Kelsey, but they had an idea in this game. You got TJ Watt there. Let's go short passes, get the guys in space and not force anything downfield because the, because Arrowhead was uh, very gusty that day, very windy. So you took Patrick Mahomes and you gave him a short and intermediate passing game. And he basically took the ball away from him, forcing it deep and deep. And all of a sudden he looked fantastic finally. And, I don't know how much I've been saying it the past few weeks that Patrick's been forcing the ball, 
But when you stop forcing the ball into double coverage, when you finally take what the defense gives you, it's amazing how good you can look and how well this offense can look because they're not stopping and starting. They're running the ball. They're dominating in the middle of the field. And they're just taking advantage of what that defense is giving them because with the weapons you have, even if one is missing, you have too many for a defense to truly stop you. So it was very nice to see that they finally adjusted that game plan. I don't know if Andy talked to Patrick or someone did, but they're like, hey, you can't hold on to the ball here. You've got to take what's given to you. And and it really, really made the Chiefs probably have their best offensive outing in weeks. Yeah, I mean, y'all looked great. And to be honest, like this could have been a disaster from COVID, but way to overcome and, you know, finish it out. Now, the key is do the Chiefs continue this, right? Because you do have your hardest game of the schedule coming up in Cincinnati. Flying high, Burrow through for over 400 yards. So, you know, he's going to come ready. And you got a Cincinnati team that's trying to clinch their division as well uh, this year for the first time in, I don't know, a million years? (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember the last time it was in Baltimore or Pittsburgh winning that division, right? So, very important next game against the Bengals. And if you beat the Bengals, then you have a Broncos team that's on life support after losing to Oakland. So you look at the Chiefs' schedule, and it's like it's really up to this this Cincinnati game because you've got a, a Titans squad that plays very inconsistent. That will have a tough game against Miami, who's fighting for a wild card spot, and a Houston team that upset the Chargers. So the Chiefs really have an opportunity here to lock up the one next week because like that Dolphins game might be an upset special. I mean, the end of the season, like the last two to three games of the season are always where you're going to see the best football. Now, we're talking about best football with the Chiefs and the Cowboys. And I think we kind of like there's no need to really dwell on the games too much since they were blowout wins. Just we finally started looking right. And oh, by the way, Kellen Moore is a hot damn again. Great job by him, right? I mean, yeah, he was never not a hot damn. Yeah, so... Let's move on to a team that isn't looking so hot, that isn't doing so good, that's suffering through some injuries and COVID. Let's talk about your Dallas Mavs. And I'm not saying, but I'm saying when they were sitting at the three spot, I was the one telling you, don't believe the hype on this team. Yeah, unfortunately, that is true. And God, it's just, you don't even sound like you have any magic in your voice anymore talking about them. I mean, where where are we going to find magic? It's the same team I've been seeing the last few years. It's the same team that can't close. Uh, I mean, is there anything that gets you excited? Does Reggie Bullock get you excited? Does uh, Who on this team gets you excited outside of Brunson and Luka? Not really anybody. I thought maybe for KP, so excited in the fact that, hey, he's playing well. Let's trade him. Which brings me to my next point. Oh, snap. I didn't even realize you were going to have... I didn't realize this was a great segue. You're welcome. Yeah, because I don't need to dwell on how the Mavs suck anymore. It's proven now, right? It's proven fact. I need to go and tell you how they've been losing. Oh, they're playing spirited, and it's close, but they're still losing. Like, I'm tired of this. Let's talk trades. Let's talk blowing this team the F up, please. Let's do it. How are we going to do it? So, unfortunately... As much as I love JB, I love Brunson. He's got to go. He's the only person of value right now. Under I two mean outside of Luca. Yeah, under two million dollar salary. Any team would love him as a sixth man. He could also be a starter in this league. It's time for JB to go, and in order for JB to go, you got to take Porzingis with him. It, it just frees you up. Porzingis has to go, and unfortunately, your most attractive player, not named Luca, isn't 
isn't Porzingis. It's JB. So you got to use JB to get Br- to get Kristaps out of here. Yeah, I, I agree. Kristaps has got to go. Got to go. Unfortunately, not many teams find uh, KP and his salary very attractive. So I have a proposal for you. And, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Oh, shit. Okay, another hot take. Let's go. Hot takes from the hot cakes. So... Maybe you're just uh, going to mull over the fact that I called you hot cakes. I don't like the name hot cakes. <laughs> Do you feel objectified? I feel dirty. <laughs> hot takes from the hot cakes. So, there's a team in LA that is struggling right now. Their, their current setup isn't working. They have a very veteran team. They also have a guy who's wants to get another ring, wants to get closer to Jordan, and his name is LeBron James. I uh, yeah, obviously. Can we both agree that their current construction isn't good enough to win it? Yeah, I mean you can buy all the superstars you want, but if they don't gel, they don't gel. Yeah, so you know LeBron wants to not waste a year because he's getting older. What if I told you we trade KP, we trade Brunson, and we trade Collie Stein? Oh, no, not Collie Stein. He's only got one year left on his deal. It's an expiring contract for the Lakers. They're going to want some flexibility next year. But we get Russell Westbrook. Oh, fuck. Nope, nope, nope. Don't want it. I'm not not even giving you the positive of this. Nope. Can I give you the positive of Russell Westbrook? What? Go ahead, sure. Our team will become slightly more fashionable. Is that what you want? Well, there's fashion, but it's not the fact that you get Russell Westbrook. It's the fact that you get a year of cap flexibility back sooner, one year sooner. So KP's locked in for three years. With Russell Westbrook, he's got a player option for next year, and that's it. So you can literally... Get to freedom and caps flexibility sooner if you go get Russell Westbrook. You get him, you can retool the team before Luca can exercise his option to leave. I still don't want Russell Westbrook. Sorry. What's the difference between having Russell Westbrook right now and what you currently have? You'll still be a meandering team, but you get out of the Christos Porzingis deal a year early. You get cap flexibility a year early. No, Russell Westbrook is a cancer to any team that picks him up. If his track record hasn't shown you anything, I don't know what will. Do you want him going in there and infecting Luca's mind? Is that what you want? You can sit him home for all I care. I just want money to do something sooner. And the only way to do this is to get a piece like Russell Westbrook. And I'll tell you what, he's durable. He plays every game. And unlike KP, who doesn't play every game, who isn't durable... He also gives it his all every game. And I can't say the same for KP. So I'd rather have a guy out there who will be there every game because I'll still be fluctuating between barely making the playoffs and making the playoffs. But I also get to get cap flexibility a year early. That's the difference. I get to cap flexibility a year early. I get rid of KP. And I get someone who will at least be there every single game. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, what else would you do? Do you want to waste three more years? No, I don't want to waste time, but I... Ugh, ugh. I mean, it's a good scenario, but... Ugh, ugh. It's the only... It's truly the only avenue I can see that a team would say yes to the deal and still 
give you some hope to the future because right now you're waiting for three years to actually do anything of significant value because also you you know got reggie bullock for three years of nothing no one wants that salary you re-signed tim hardaway jr after we told you not to you remember who we said to go get damar and they didn't spend anything to go get Demar. I kind of don't feel like they are going to spend anything. Like I, I feel like Nico. If this is your time to shine, this is your time to shine. Make some moves and make it happen for us. This has to be the move because, like, you literally wasted your offseason this year and signed no one. All you did was re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr., who is an okay player, but it wasn't an improvement to your team. You re-signed him and spent more money to bring back the same exact team that's failed numerous times. This team isn't good enough to compete in the West. It's not good enough to compete in the East. So the only thing you can do is blow this team up and revamp and retool. And the only way to do that is cap flexibility. And unfortunately, your biggest cap hold is Christos Porzingis. And your most attractive asset to get someone to trade off of him is Jalen Brunson. And when you do this, you got to look for teams that are desperate to win it now. And the Lakers are the most desperate to win it now because their team roster isn't built to win it now, but they have a player who needs to win it now in LeBron. So when you look at that, they get instant offense in KP. They get someone who can sub in to the scoring load when AD is hurt. And they also get someone off the bench because right now they have no bench. So they get someone off the bench in Jalen Brunson who they desperately need, or they can move him to their starting point guard as another ball handler opposite LeBron. So like this trade makes sense for LA. And it makes sense for you because it gets you freedom one year sooner. I'm, I mean, I guess I get it. What would you rather do? Do you want to stand pat for the next three years? Or do you want hope? Because, like, just because Russell Westbrook doesn't have a player option, like, he's 75% likely to opt in. I mean, Russell Westbrook. He's, he's very likely to opt in next year. But this is also a guy who still believes he's a one. That's the part that doesn't sit well with me with Luca, but I mean, I, I guess it's kind of your hands are tied here, so I suppose I understand. Because he could pull a Dennis Schroeder and choose to walk away and get a long term deal too, so you do have that glimmer of hope. But even if he opts in, you're talking about a guy who will have one year left on his deal, and you could also flip that expiring contract next year for cap freedom too. These things are true. So, like, there's a lot more flexibility with a Westbrook contract than there is with KPs who's locked in for longer term. These things are true, yes. Now, with all that said, do you trade him? I mean, it's not up to me, but (laughs) I guess, yeah. I mean, when you talk it out, but I still don't like it, but it's the position we're in. Because look at the bright side. If it makes you worse, that's just a better draft pick, right? Would you rather be the eighth or ninth team in the in the in the uh, NBA uh, Western Conference, or would you rather just be at the bottom, not winning it, and at least getting a higher draft pick and a better shot at signing, getting yeah, someone for Luca? What, what are we going to do with a better draft pick? What have we done with a better draft pick in the past outside of Luca? Well, Josh Green wasn't really a hit, was okay. he? Yeah. yeah. But you're giving a new staff an opportunity to draft somebody, so. I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, this is the most attractive KP's been in a long time, but no one's still going to want that contract unless you give them a real asset that they could use to win it. So you got to look at teams that are willing to win it now, and that's why you got to let go of JB. It's time to let go of JB. so sad to say, but you're right. You are right. 
Now, with the rest of our time here, I do want to talk about one final thing. The stars and how their games have been postponed? Actually, yeah, because you got the Winter Olympics coming up. So I wanted to touch the NHL slash Winter Olympics because all of a sudden there's a ban on NHL players going into the Winter Olympics. And we talked about this and I said it was horse shit. Actually, wait, speaking of horse shit, we will circle back to that word. But yeah, go ahead, go into this and then we're going to circle back to horse shit. Now, because of COVID, the NHL is taking an extended break. So teams can get healthy, get players back, and then games will resume. But they're also using this to ban the players from going into the Olympics, which is something the NHL owners always hated, NHL players going into the Olympics, because it's always a higher risk of your star getting hurt. But now they're using COVID as a reason, so their players can't go play for their country and play for the Olympics, which is, oh, by the way, starting right after the Super Bowl. So, so very interesting that the NHL is making all these COVID changes in the middle of the season. I think they kind of saw it as an opportunity to like just stop their players and use some leverage here to not go into the Olympics. But you know, that's, that's me. Well, you want to know what's me? Yeah. What, what I have to say? You know how like in newspapers they have little editorial sections where there's like that one staff writer that usually writes hot takes and a lot of people either agree or the other half just don't, just, you know, just disagree. I feel like conspiracy theory coming on. It's not a conspiracy. These these are facts that I'm about to spit. The NFL's logic is a bunch of horse shit. Let me tell you, changing the freaking COVID rules in the middle of the season because it didn't suit some of your teams is horse shit. Is this coming from the personal person that has a Goodell's a douchebag shirt? It absolutely is. This damn league, I hate that I am so super invested because their logic is absolute horseshit. What they did, okay, so first of all, let's go back a couple, uh, two weeks back to back. Our star wide receiver out for COVID. Oh, sorry, sucks to suck. Fine, he didn't get vaccinated. I can let that one go. But then the whole coaching staff gets taken out by COVID and oh, nope, sorry, you got to play handicap. That's just how it is. Okay, understood. Then the Chiefs, who had a whole bunch of people out. Oh, sorry, Chiefs, got to suck it up. Oh, but but what happened the week before that? Oh, these games? Yeah, you know what? Let's just go ahead and move them. Let's postpone them. Why? Because your NFL ratings would have sucked? Is that why? Is that you wouldn't have had your major starters in? Oh, what a bummer. Oh, but it doesn't suck to suck for them. We just move it? Horse shit. I hate that. And this is coming from somebody who disregards rules, hates rules, and will find any way around them. But when you do shit like this and move the goalposts in the middle of the game, horse shit. What's your take? I mean, I think you think the NFL is out to get Jerry, just like when they suspended Zeke Elliott with no proof. Uh, Just like when they made the Cowboys lose a draft pick, even though it was an uncapped year. I think you think Goodell has an issue with Jerry because a lot of other players have got suspended or suspended a fewer amount of games for a lot more. Uh, I mean, that is a lot of the underlying anger of where I'm coming from, but still the chiefs were affected by it. Now, luckily they won, but what about these other teams whose games were affected by not postponing? What about that? This damn league has absolutely zero logic. Like what you said earlier, Zeke, 
was found innocent in a court of law. In fact, it was found that the allegations made against him were also of horseshit consistency because they were fabricated. Oh, but Zeke, we're still going to suspend you for five games. Why? Because we're the NFL and we can do that and don't operate with any logic. I mean, I just... What, what is there to say? I just Goodell is a douche. I know. He is a douche, but I just don't care about the regular season. When you're as good as the Chiefs. You know what? No, it's it's not caring about that. And I know that if the rules have to be flexed again or whatever, maybe they'll benefit the Cowboys next time. But still, that's not the way to do this. You shouldn't have to change rules to, you know, figure out your system. So then when people are saying, oh, games are rigged and stuff. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. I can stand behind that. I agree. Like, if you want to change the rules, you change it at the end of the regular season going into the playoffs, right? There's a clean break right there. You're starting a new set of rules and everybody's still on the same playing field. But, like, to change the rules mid-season to where, like, the Cowboys were at a big disadvantage without their number one wide receiver for multiple games and all of a sudden other teams, like the Browns who are fighting for a playoff spot, got to get their games moved to Tuesday and, you know, things like that. Like, it, it is a little different. It's terrible. Like, I... Again, coming from someone who really usually disregards rules, this aggravated the absolute shit out of me. And... If it benefited your team, great, but for everybody else, it's like, what the hell? Oh, just the normal NFL not operating within logical reasoning. I mean, that's on brand, though. I hate it. But yeah, so that was my my hot take, horseshit, little editorial piece that I've been sitting on for a little while. Sorry, we took a little break for Christmas and, you know, our day jobs because they actually pay us. So <laughs> there's that, too. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. The NFL will NFL. And like, as long as they get their ratings, I don't think they really care. You know, like I am rooting for the XFL to come back and crush them. <laughs> I'm all in on the Dallas Renegades. Are they still going to be called the Renegades when they come back? I don't care what they're called. I'll rep them. Anyway, I, I hope you enjoyed the show. Two weeks left in this regular season. And hopefully we get a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl. Any predictions here? Man, if that happens, I have to go on a business trip on the Monday after the Super Bowl. I might have to change that destination point from L.A. Are we going to mortgage the house and go to this game? I mean, we might have to. They sell a kidney. You've got two of them that you don't need. I need at least one. I right, hit us up at I thirty five Sports CXN on Twitter for all your favorite football and basketball needs. We're out.